Welcome to Are You Up Babs and thank you for joining me this morning. We have been looking at prayer. We've been looking at how to pray with faith. We have been looking at how we trust God for the miracle as we actually allow heaven to work once we've prayed. We sow a seed of faith. And last week we looked at the blind man that Jesus prayed for and how Jesus prayed for him. And then he said to him, what do you see? And he said, I see people that look like trees walking around. And then Jesus prayed again and then he was healed. Now you need to understand, Jesus didn't need to pray twice for someone, but he did it for us. He actually did it as a model for us so that we would be persistent in our prayer and never give up. And he did it for our benefit to show us we need to be radical. We need to trust God. We need to pray. If you don't see the answer, pray again. Now, Jesus modeled prayer. He would get up early in the morning to pray and his disciples would watch him. And the one day they said to him, teacher, teach us how to pray. And he taught them a prayer. He taught them the prayer that we would know as our father. Now, I was with my uncle. It was a couple of days before the time of his death, and I had prayed for his salvation with him. Now, I want to say to you, when someone dies, don't have a discussion with the family as a believer saying, I hope that he is in heaven, or I hope that he was saved, or I hope that he's with the Father. We do not have the liberty to say things like that. We need to ensure that when the person is alive, we get with them and we pray with them. We pray the prayer of salvation. We go and visit them with the intention to lead them to the Lord as their savior. That is obviously when people are sick, sometimes someone is taken away like this we don't have that opportunity and that is why it is so important we are ministering to people every single day but I was certain of his salvation we'd had communion together so the body and blood of Jesus Christ for healing and we had prayed for his healing and he understood that God was able to heal him he had cancer and we prayed that God would heal him of that cancer that God would work that miracle but I also explained to him that you know if he died and did not experience that miracle here on earth that the moment he stepped into heaven that miracle had taken place as his body was healed and made whole and then as I was leaving he said to me you know I don't really know how to pray I pray the our father he knew prayers that he'd learned by heart as a child and he would pray those prayers and I just encouraged him with that but today I actually want to take the opportunity to teach us how to pray and if you are in the active church and you were with us every January when we fast Gavin teaches us how to pray the prayer we go through the model of the our father and it is incredible incredibly powerful. We do that over 21 days. Now I'm going to teach you that just in a short period of time and you need to understand there is so much information to flesh out but I want to equip us as to the model that Jesus taught when his disciples came to him and said teacher 
teach us how to pray. This is what Jesus taught them. And the prayer starts with our Father. Now, that line alone shows us the spirit of adoption, which we have spoken about every single week, that we are a child of God's, that we are, are a son or daughter of the Most High God. And when we open that prayer, we open it showing that we know who we are and whose we are as we start off saying our Father. And Jesus, when he prayed, he spoke to his Father. There was only one time when Jesus prayed and he said, my God, my God. This time he did not say my Father. And that was when he was crucified on the cross. And he became our sin. In that moment, a holy God had to turn away from him. And he experienced the separation and the rejection from his father. And in that moment, he cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Again, he did that to show us that he was rejected. So the exchange of the cross would be that we would never be rejected by God, but that we were fully accepted. Remember, we always come to the cross and we make the exchange. Our sin for his righteousness, our rejection for his acceptance, that he gives us acceptance, that we are a child of God's. And so when we open our prayers, our Father, thank you, Father, that I'm your daughter. I am your child. Thank you, Father, that I come to remember Jesus said God is a good father who would never give his child when the child asks for bread. He would never give his child a snake or a scorpion or a stone. He would never give something to his child that would make fun of him or be dangerous to him or harmful to him. And how much more is God who is a good father? And so we come to God in that spirit, knowing he's a good father, our father who art in heaven. Now, when we open the pages of Genesis, we learned of this God who created the heavens and the earth, this God who breathed and spoke everything into being. We come to that God, the God who is the creator of the heavens and the earth we know when we pray to God we are made in his image and likeness and he's the one who created everything and then we pray hallowed be your name this is the part where we now worship God for who he is we worship him as healer we worship him as provider we worship him as shepherd and banner of victory over our lives we worship him as sovereign and eternal we worship him as the alpha and the omega the beginning and the end the first and the last we worship him he is worthy of our praise and we worship God Then we pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And what we are praying now is that God's will be done, that he would bring heaven onto this earth. It's literally the mandate over our lives to be blessed and to multiply, to have dominion, subdue, replenish, and to rule over this earth, to bring God's kingdom here on this earth that is broken, that is ruled by the small g, the God of this world, who is a deceiver and a liar, but to bring God into this world that his kingdom come and his will be done not our will his will be done now Paul prayed a prayer in Colossians chapter 1 starting from verse 9 where he prayed he said I pray this for you 
And this connects so beautifully with this part of the Our Father where it says, your kingdom come and your will be done. What Paul prayed is this, and the verse will go up on the screen so you can see, take it down and go back and read it. But this is what you're praying when you read that verse. You're praying, Father, that I may know your will and I may do your will on this earth, that I may walk worthy of your calling that I would do your will with passion and patience, with perseverance and endurance, counting it all joy, that I would produce every kind of good fruit, growing in my knowledge of you, understanding you, learning more about you every day, and that thank you, Lord, your mighty hand of power strengthens me. Your mighty hand of power is over me, and thank you that I partake of your inheritance. That is what those verses say. And we can now pray this for ourselves. But when we get to this part of the prayer, we can now pray God's will over every single person. We can pray over our spouse. I pray for my spouse, Father, that he would know your will and do your will, that he would walk worthy of your calling, that he would do it with passion and patience, perseverance and endurance, counting it all joy, that he would produce every kind of good fruit, that your mighty hand would be over him, strengthening him. And thank you, Lord, that he partakes of your inheritance. Now we pray it for our children. Now we pray it for our president. We pray it for our pastors. We pray it for the people we are leading in the church and over the church. We pray it over our policemen and our doctors and our nurses. We pray it over our university lecturers and our schools, the teachers that are teaching the kids. We pray it over our magistrate courts and over every person that's working and passing law. Why? We want to pray that God's will would be done, that we would usher in his kingdom here on this earth. And so you can see how now your prayer is lengthy as you're lifting up everyone in your world. You're praying that God's will would be done in their lives. They would know God's will, not only have knowledge of his will, but that they would do his will and walk worthy of his calling, producing every kind of good fruit, that his mighty hand of power would be over them and that they would partake of his inheritance. Then we pray, give us this day our daily bread. Now, we pray daily for our needs. Jesus said, today has enough worries of its own. Don't worry about tomorrow because today has enough worries of its own. And we need to be lifting up today's needs. The manna that was supplied in the desert when the Israelites were there was supplied daily for them. So we're praying, give us this day our daily bread. Now, this is where there are needs. So let's look at a few examples in the Bible. A Canaanite woman comes to Jesus. She's not from the nation of Israel. Jesus came to the nation of Israel, but she's not from the nation of Israel. And she comes to Jesus and she cries out, have mercy on me, Lord. Have mercy on my daughter. She is demon possessed. Jesus is quiet and he continues to walk while she follows him, crying out to him. His disciples misinterpret, they misunderstand that as Jesus is not interested in helping her. But Jesus knows he was called to come to the nation of Israel. That was what was going to happen until his crucifixion. 
And as she's crying out to him, he looks for a loophole to give her her miracle. And he says to her, it is not right to take children's bread and toss it to the dogs. You know, if we don't understand that, we would think Jesus was being so demeaning. He was being racist. If you look at the correct terms, he was saying, you take bread from the children and toss it to the puppies. And she turns to him with great faith and says to him, but Lord, even the puppies eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Even they get the food, even they get to eat, even they can get the miracle. And Jesus turns to her and he looks at her and he says to her, woman, You have great faith. And she received her miracle for her daughter there and then. We know when the disciples, they were out with the multitudes and Jesus says, we need to feed these people. And they go, we can never feed these people. Hundreds of thousands of people. And Jesus says, well, see what food there is. And there's just a handful of fish and bread. But Jesus multiplies it as he prays and as they're handing out it just continues to multiply and multiply and multiply and at the end after everyone has eaten more than enough more than enough the disciples collect the baskets and each disciple 12 of them holds a basket full of food full of fish and bread a miracle jesus shows how he's able to multiply it is a miracle And then there's another story where Jesus tells of a woman who goes before a corrupt judge and she pleads and she begs and she pleads and she begs. She wears him down and eventually he gives her what she asks. Now, God is not a corrupt God, but it shows if being persistent with a corrupt human with limited power will give you the answer you're looking for. How much more with a good God who is just, who has infinite power? So God wants us to come with radical faith. He wants us to ask and be persistent. And one more story. Jesus tells of a friend who goes to his friend's house at midnight because someone has shown up at his house after a journey to to sleep and he has no bread for his visitor. So he goes to his friend and he's knocking, he's knocking, he's knocking. And the friend says, it's midnight. I'm in bed. I'm in bed with my children. I'm not getting up to go and open the door. But the friend persists. And eventually the friend gets up to give them the bread. And what I love about the story is Jesus says, because of your shameless audacity, you will receive what you ask for. He will surely get up and give you as much as you need. Jesus was showing us when we are persistent in prayer, when we don't give up. Let me tell you, a hopeless person gives up. A hopeless person who does not believe God will come through for them will not persist in prayer. They will doubt. They will stop asking. They will become bitter. They will move away. They will become negative. That's an orphan that thinks like that. But a child who knows that their daddy's going to give them without doubt will ask and ask and ask and ask shamelessly until they see the miracle. 
And so this is where we put down our needs and we put down other people's needs. We pray for people who are needing, whether it is provision, whether it is healing in their bodies or in relationships with their children, whether it is addictions or some form of chains that need to be broken in their lives. This is where we have a list that we pray for people every single day. And then our own needs are included there. And then we pray, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that have trespassed against us. This is important as we forgive. Forgive me as I forgive others. It is very important to God that we forgive others that have hurt us. He provided at the cross that we would be able to be whole. We come to the cross with our hurts, our pain, our rejection. We make an exchange and we take on his acceptance. We take on his wholeness. We do not walk away from the cross hurt and broken. And then as we receive the forgiveness of God, we can forgive others. We know that we must not hold on to unforgiveness. And Jesus shared so beautifully about the unmerciful servant. Remember the woman who said, Lord, have mercy on my demon-possessed daughter. There was a servant who came before the master and said, have mercy on me. I cannot pay you back the millions. And the master had mercy on him. The master was going to sell his wife and his children to pay the debt. But when the servant came and asked for mercy, the master gave it to him. But he walked out of the presence of the master, grabbed a fellow servant who owed him little in comparison and said to him, give me what you owe. And the servant said, I can't give it to you and I don't have it, but I will pay you back. And he said, no. And he threw him into jail. And the other servants went to the master and said to him, this is what happened. And the master called this wicked servant in. The Bible says he called him a wicked servant. He called him in and said, why would you not forgive? Give his debt the way I forgave your debt. And then Jesus said he had him thrown into jail to be tortured until he could pay back the debt. Then Jesus says, this is how my father in heaven will treat you unless you forgive your brother from your heart. We have no permission to hold unforgiveness. When someone has hurt us, we come before the cross of Jesus Christ. We lay down the hurt. We walk away with the wholeness and we forgive others, thanking God for the fact that he has forgiven us. He's cleansed us of all our sin. Daily we are washed clean from our sin. Then we pray. Lead us not into temptation. In other words, guide us. Your word is a lamp to my feet. Give me wisdom. Give me understanding. But lead me not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Guard us. Guide us and guard us. Deliver us from evil. Deliver us from the schemes of the devil, the evil plans of the devil, his plots against us. Father, confuse him and frustrate his plans against us, against mankind. And Father, work those evil schemes against him, the enemy, that he may destroy himself. Now remember, our enemy is not flesh and blood. Our enemy is the devil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We are again are worshipping God, speaking of eternity, speaking of, of actually this God that is forever and that we know one day we will be with him forever and ever. 
And so that is how we pray. So if you're asking me, how do we do it? Simply like this, and this is a quick version to show you. Simply we can come to God and say, our Father who art in heaven, thank you, Daddy, that I can come into your presence. Thank you that you are the creator of this universe. Thank you that you are my shepherd. You are my banner of victory. You are healer and provider. You are Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. You are King of kings and Lord of all lords. So that is hallowed be your name. Father, thank you that your kingdom come and your will will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. Help me to know your will and to do your will, to walk worthy of your calling. Father, help me to do your will here on this earth with passion and patience, with endurance, with perseverance, always counting it joy. I thank you, God, that you would produce every kind of good fruit in my life and that daily I would grow to know you more. I thank you, Lord, that your hand of power and mighty strength is over my life as I partake in your inheritance. Now, remember, I'm going to pray that for my husband, my children, the church, our government, the nurses, the doctors, the policemen. And then I'm going to say, Lord, I ask you to give us this day our daily bread. Father, I lift up so-and-so is needing healing in their body. By your stripes, they are healed. I apply your blood over their lives, thanking you for healing. I pray for so-and-so's children that you would break those chains of addiction over their life. That's how we pray daily bread. And then we pray, forgive us, Lord. Forgive me today, Lord, of my sin. And Father, let me hold no unforgiveness. Father God, today, so-and-so hurt me with their words. Father, let me forgive them. Let me realize they don't know what they're doing. Let me love them. Help me to be an example. Help me to show them your love in their lives. I ask you, Father, that you would lead me not into temptation. Father, guide me. Lead me with understanding. Help me to trust you. Help me to do, again, your will and not my own will. Father, guide me and guard me. Deliver me from all evil. Keep me from the enemy's ploys. Father, I thank you that the enemy's plans and schemes and devices against me, against my family, against all mankind, Father, that you would confuse and frustrate him and that he would be destroyed by his own plans. And I ask you, Father, and I thank you that yours is the kingdom, yours is the power, yours is the glory. I honor and I worship you. And I pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And so that is how I've literally just given you a very quick, but a very practical way on how to pray. And, you know, as you write down the Our Father, and as you look at Colossians chapter 1, verse 9 to 12, and there are other prayers. If you go and watch the beginning messages during the fast that Gavin did, you will get so much more information as you develop in your prayer. You'll be able to look at passages from the book of Romans, from the book of Ephesians. You'll be able to look at passages from the Psalms where you can pray. So really you can develop your prayer. But I wanted to teach this because there are so many people who think they cannot pray or truly do not know how to pray. And Jesus really left us a model. And as I've explained the prayer to you today, 
I want to encourage you to make notes and I want to encourage you to begin to teach your own family. Begin to teach your children. Children are never too little. Children are never too little. In fact, they will grab a hold of it like this. Teach them how to pray. Teach your friends how to pray. Teach people that you have led to the Lord who say to you, I don't know how to pray. You know, when people say you pray so beautifully, I don't know how to pray. Your answer is no. Let me teach you how to pray because Jesus left us a model. It's not that I pray beautifully. It's that I've learned how to pray because Jesus left us a model. And so that's what we do. We are able to pray because Jesus left us a model to his father that we can pray to him. Amen. And so every morning when you get up, you are able to pray a structured prayer and you are able to add in things you pray. And as you read the word, things may stand out to you that you can add into your prayer to pray to the Lord. But I want to encourage you to pray. Do not be fearful to pray. In fact, teach other people to pray. And I want to close off by saying this. When you are with someone that is sick, pray for their healing. But if they have something that is terminal, pray and ask the Holy Spirit to show you. Always teach them. God can heal you right now. He's able and he's willing. And when we pray, we are going to believe that you are healed. You are healed from the sickness. Whether it's right now like that or over the next few weeks, you will see your healing. But we are going to pray for your healing. However, the hope of heaven is when we die, we will all step into ultimate healing in the presence of the Lord. So don't let anyone step into their eternity not knowing Jesus. Let us be assured of their faith. Amen. And so I pray that you are blessed. I pray you are encouraged. And I pray that your prayer life goes to a whole nother level as we close together. Let us pray. Father, thank you that Jesus left us such a beautiful model to pray. Thank you, Father, that as we pray, we will grow in our relationship with you. We want to be children who have faith, Father God, that we come to you persevering in prayer, that we have radical faith, that we are not fearful to ask, and we will ask and ask and ask and ask and ask until we wear you down, Father God. But we believe that nothing is impossible for you, and we thank you, Father, that you will bring to fruition the things we ask you. We ask you that we would ask you according to your will for our lives, Father God. You've placed hopes and dreams and desires inside of us, and your word says that you will give us exceedingly abundantly above and beyond anything we could ask imagine or dream and so we come to you Lord thanking you that you would give us as we ask according to your word that you would bless us Father God I pray Lord as we develop in our prayer we would see miracles we would see seed sown in faith and we would see heaven lean forward to answer those prayers we thank you that we can cover everything with the blood of Jesus we cover our homes our children our husbands, our families, our churches with the blood of Jesus. Lord, we say the destroyer may not enter our homes nor strike us down. We thank you, Lord, that we can come to you. You are a loving father. We love you, Lord. We thank you that we can ask this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Well, may God bless you. Maybe send some testimonies about prayers. If you've prayed and seen miracles, I would love to hear. May God bless you. 